0: You are now listening to the NerdWords Podcast, brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now. Press 1 for customer service. Press 2 for podcasts. Press 3 to check on an order. Press 4 to eat it manually. Welcome to another episode of NerdWords. Holy shit, Bob. What's up? How's it going? It's been like a month since we've done one of these, um, but that's just because we've been so swamped with everything else. Sometimes some shit just doesn't get done. Um, anyways, we are joined today by Rachel. And uh, Rachel, how are you?
1: Good, thank you.
0: See, this, this is so incredibly awkward. Um, so, anyways, bear with us. We're sorry. We're we're
1: uh, a little bit feels like the three of us are on our first date. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why it feels yeah. real <laughs> awkward. Like,
0: like we're we're dancing around it. Anyways, the reason why we're here um, is kind of like uh, interesting. We're on vacation. We went on vacation to Texas to go to the night in question. And that was, we had Matt Webb on uh, earlier in the year and talked about it. And so now we're here to report. We've done the observe and I've got some bad news for everybody. We were, we were going to like film, but instead we played. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. We we were going to go with a video camera and, you know, try to do the whole report thing. But, um, I don't know about you, Rachel, but for me, once I get in the mix, I'm like, I don't want to fuck. I want to be in it. I want to do it.
1: Yeah. Also, um, it really was a super immersive LARP, and I'm pretty sure our camera would have been destroyed.
0: Yeah. I would have been fucked.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We would have, we would have wrecked it.
0: (laughs) So, um let's talk a little bit about our experience. I don't want to talk about like all the cool food that we got because that's not pertinent to this. We got a lot of good food. We went to Texas.
1: We'll talk about that on the playing Hookie podcast. Right.
0: Right. We <laughs> talk, talk about our, 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 our food uh, experience. But, um, so, um, we went to Austin. All right. And you've been to Austin before.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: And so, um, What was your sinus experience, just as an aside?
2: I breathed easy in Austin. I was like in heaven.
0: Yeah, uh, that was my experience too. It was like we got off the plane and I realized I could breathe through my nose. So um, we probably should have recorded a podcast there just so people could hear what I sound like when I'm not congested. But yeah, we got off the plane and I was like, I can breathe through my nose. What the hell's happening?
1: Yeah, I think you commented like I've not been able to do this since I was 13 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Which...
0: It's a long time, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Well, you don't really know um, the deal. So, anyways, um, long story short, um, we spend a day in Austin. We do some sightseeing. We do some eating, and then um, the next day is the basically the start of the LARP, and it's kind of like uh, like an all day thing, right?
1: Yeah, it was an all day thing. They had like a whole agenda laid out um, with you know uh, suggested get together for lunch. And then there were, like, two or three workshops that you had to attend. And then, um, you know, the LARP started at 630 and went until, like, midnight um, or 1230. Yeah, maybe later. Yeah, I lost track of time. But um, so it was, like, a full, full day you had to commit to just preparing to do the LARP. Um, and then also a lot of people, you know, probably spent a lot of time beforehand working on costuming and things like that. So, yeah, it was a big time investment. Um, for both the players and then also jackalope larp obviously um so it was a big to do
0: yeah so um we we got there um we went to the little lunch thing it was like at this little barbecue joint you know whatever and then um afterwards we go back to the hotel and so um we're not in austin we're actually in a town called bastrop bait strip bait strip anyways it's like a small like quote-unquote suburb outside of Austin. Um, I wouldn't
1: even call it a suburb, though, because when I think of suburb, I think of like, oh, I'm driving from the city of Chicago, and then I'm driving to Schaumburg, and there's contiguous city and residential areas and neighborhoods and small businesses and chain restaurants and chain tire places all along the 30, 40-minute drive. That was not the case in Texas, and it really made you appreciate like how massively humongous Texas is. Cause you got like five minutes out of Austin and it's just open country. And then you drive for 40 minutes and then you're in Bates trip.
2: <laughs> it validates the Hills have eyes.
1: Right? Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. We, we, had, we had actually, we, we talked about that. We were like, this, this place is like the devil's rejects or the Hills have eyes. Like what what the hell is going on here? But it was cool. Like, um, you know, it was a lot of like open road driving, and um you know you just go to this little ass town or whatever and there's like the the heb um
1: i think they pronounce it h e b is the grocery store but we called it <laughs> we we we, w- we referred to it as the almighty heb yeah
0: all it's, hail it's, the I was heb like, I was like, what the fuck is the heb that, that was like the real interesting thing for me was realizing how different everything was right like we've grown up and lived, I, I don't know about your experience, like living in the South, but for me, I've only ever lived like in the Midwest and I now live in Indianapolis and it's essentially like a go to sleep early version of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact fucking same. Um, in Texas, immediately things were different. Grocery stores are different. The, the food was different. The water was different. The labels were different. Yeah. But it, there was still Taco Bell. Yeah.
1: there. And you know, I mean the, the nice thing about America uh, North America, United States, is that no matter where you go in this country, you can always find a Home Depot. So things really aren't that different <laughs> from state to state. But there's just like little differences, right? Like the there might be a different, you know, brand of bottled water. Yeah. You, you know you're gonna have <laughs> O-Zarka you might have your checkers instead of your rallies. Maybe there's a Whataburger, you know, <laughs> like there's little like differences here and there. But
0: um so first thing we do these workshops. Um I was in full ADD mode. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know if you ever noticed this about me, Bob. (laughs) But after like 45 minutes of someone talking, I start to bounce around the room. Yes.
1: He literally turned into like a bully from the nineteen fifties. Like he was just like like he was he was he was like two inches away from running up to a little girl and pulling her pigtails and going <laughs> and running away because he couldn't help himself. Like I've never had to shush a thirty seven year old man more times than I did on this past Saturday. It's
2: probably not gonna be the last time either. But.
1: <laughs> no. So the workshops, I don't know. I mean like Bob, have you ever run a LARP? Like I'd heard before someone had said something about like, Oh, there's workshops at Gen Con. Like are there work workshops before some LARPs at Gen Con? There
2: what? is. When you run a, a big enough LARP and you know you're going to have a, an influx of people, okay. some folks have never played. Right. So you need that workshop to get them going. But I suspect you guys had to go through the, was it the Nordic style?
0: It yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um,
1: it was not, I'm, correct if I'm wrong, but like a Gen Con, like getting people ready to, this is how you throw shops. This is the basic world. This is what you can expect. There's no touching. There's no drinking. I'm exactly. imagining all that takes like 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes max
2: amazingly you, you like time slotted yes it's okay. like 30 minutes we'll get this done but then you will have people who ask a multitude of questions oh
1: is that a thing that happens <laughs> yes you mean that there's there's a there's a uh, a lot of but what if this questions being you know hands being raised yeah exactly yeah that there was this was no different there were a lot of people that had a lot of questions there was like a um i would say 10% of people who had never larped before and there were a lot of people who were very Um, like detail-oriented thinkers and learners. And so as, you know, things are being explained in these multiple workshops, they're like running through every scenario in their head, which more power to them. This is like, we need these people in the world. But when you're sitting for like, through like two and a half to three hours of workshops, you're kind of just like, just don't do it. Like if you have to ask a question, if it's allowed or excusable, just like maybe it's not and just don't do it. Like (laughs) That was kind of my thing.
0: Well, yeah. So uh, the workshops were, they were very much... First, uh, I believe, first there's the safety workshop, right? There's shit you can do, and there's shit you can't do, and the shit you can't do is pretty important, right? And so they're going through, like, these are these are things that are not going to be tolerated. These are things that, under any circumstance, they're not going to be tolerated at all. Yeah, Like, this will get you banned. You can go fuck yourself if you think you're going to get away with this.
1: Yeah, it's basically like, if you're doing Anything that we perceive or another player perceives to be like ruining their fun We will like say hey, maybe you didn't understand these rules We'll explain them to you again, and if we have to do that a second time essentially We're gonna ask you to leave the game and like the things that you absolutely could not do is You could not touch someone without their permission. You couldn't do anything to a person or the player character without negotiating at first. You could not actually physically, you know, punch or kick or do any kind of actual real physical violence. Um, You couldn't have any, um, there were no like slurs, racial slurs allowed. Like there's certain language you could not use. Like obviously like you couldn't say the N word. You couldn't, there couldn't be any in real life bigotry. Um, But they did lay out for you, like, these are themes that you may encounter throughout the night that are permissible, like bullying, you know, perceived sexual violence. But then there was, like, a rule, like, um, other things that were allowed were, like, physical contact kissing they you know women and men not having their shirts on but like everyone had to keep their pants on (laughs) like it was like it's like there could be no like perceived or acted out sexual encounters because they're like it's gonna be dark we can't tell and so we were not gonna run around and judge if something's consensual like just don't do it and one 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 of the like but what if questions was like what if i'm like standing somewhere and someone is kneeling before me and it's like pretending and they're like no there's no pantomime sex allowed okay. now if you want to yell out oh i just had the best sex of my life and then like everyone around would have seen that happen that's okay but so they were like very clear about what was allowed and what wasn't allowed
2: was there a rule against enlisting like eight people to help me dig a hole for a body i brought oh
0: no no we'll get to the bodies part okay yeah. we'll get to the doug holes part the
1: doug holes part is actually pretty cool so anyway there's a lot of these like and it it was completely reasonable and justified why the workshop had to be long and why everything had to be laid out because you wanted to make sure everybody was safe everybody was having fun um you know everything that was happening was collaborative because it is essentially like it's theater more than it's like a larp, Right. right? Um, And there are some people who are always going to try to push the envelope and, you know, be an asshole. And like the, one of the things they said was like, don't make us make a new rule. Like don't be assholes. (laughs) And so like I, 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 you know, the time was justified, but it was getting like, it it was very long. It was a long time to have a workshop just to go play a game, but it was Uh, necessary.
0: So, so they talk about the safety. They talk about what collaboration means. Right. And so each one of these is like sectioned off into like about an hour and they talk for about an hour. And we are very used to a very particular style of LARP. Right. Um, At least I know I am. And I think we overlap in a lot of ways. Um, We have a like a plot. We have a character sheet. We have powers. We want to do something. You know, we sort of engage with the other person and that's what it is. This is different. You don't have a sheet. You can't do anything to anybody that they don't want you to do. And in a long term setting, I don't think this could ever work as a LARP. As a one night event, this was fucking fantastic. Because if you are trying to tell a story for your character and you're like, I you know, I, I just I don't want to be dominated. I don't want to go do that. It doesn't it's not telling the story that I'm trying to tell with my character, great. Um, that's your right, right? That's the thing here. Everything about this game was like designed to be inclusive and it was done so with that collaboration. Yeah, but
1: one thing that they made very clear, like the organizers of the game was, was that but this is probably going to be like more enjoyable, more fun if you yes and everything like an improv, right? Right. And I tried to do that. Like anytime a character came up to me and they were people would usually indicate that they're using a power by saying like, You really, really want to flee over there in terror, I'd be like, Okay. And, like, clearly that was dread gaze or something, right. right? I would just do it. I rolled with it. But, you know, if there's someone who's, like, not as comfortable, like, you really, really want to cower at my beauty, maybe me as a player, I'm not so comfortable with that. So you can always refuse to do it and just be like, no, my character doesn't right. do that. And then, okay, they're, they're going to stop being persistent um, with
0: it. And th- this is, like like, where I started to kind of, like, ADD a little was while they're talking about this, I'm very much like, this is kind of, corny and lame i you know like me this is what i'm thinking at the time this is not spoiler alert this is not what i think right now right this is not what nate thinks at this moment but at the at the time when this is going on i'm like okay this is gonna be lame because like you know like i get why they're doing it and i get the the meaning behind it but you know i come from that world the same as you do of like a confrontational style of role-playing right you know like I'm I'm going to go fuck that person up and that's their bad. There's nothing they can do to stop me. Well, here, the way that it's designed and the way that they're telling the story is very much in a collaborative sense like I could walk up to you and go, "I my character wants to punch your character in the face. You know, uh do you know, do you want to allow that to happen? Only if you're going to stab me." Right, and and you very much could. That and that's that collaborative thing. Like I only will allow this if at the end of it, this happens. So negotiation LARP. Nice. Yeah. it's Well, and it's it, it works, I think, because this is a one-night thing. Like, you couldn't have a sustained story built off this. And I think that
1: that's the beauty of
0: these events, is that they happen one night. So like, the
2: MacGuffin literally is. It's not going to matter as long as you have fun. Right. Exactly. Right.
1: Everything is done with, like, my character wants to do X. Would that be fun for you if my character did that? okay, now what would be fun for you if, as the consequence of this action for me, let's say. So it is very collaborative. Communication has to be like number one, right? So um, essentially, like if you're not communicating, if you're being a wallflower, you know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. But you can right. certainly like step back and not interact with anybody if that's what you want to do. If you just want to be like the broody vampire in the corner, who like doesn't want to right. talk to anybody. And I had that happen to me, by the way, there was like a broody vampire. who's like, you really, really want to stop talking to me right now. And I was like, cool. All right. And I walked away. So, <laughs> well,
0: so, so, so they go through and they're telling us all about collaboration. And I'm honestly like, even though in my brain, I'm like, I don't care about this. I'm I'm listening because one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to be the one asshole who fucks up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like right. I don't want to be the one guy who wasn't paying attention And didn't, you know, and like I went in with a, with a preconceived notion, this is going to be weird and lame and I don't care, but I'm a LARPer, so I'm just going to go. And you know, I'm like, also I'm, I'm going, but I have a duty to observe and I have the duty to take my own preconceived notions off. I have, I have to take off my own glasses. And I have to look at this from the perspective of a player doing this for the first time and what's being presented. And what I'll say is the Jackalope LARP people put in so much fucking work like they they were to their credit. They were incredibly professional and had thought this stuff out uh, and had a year to prepare or however two years to prepare. And you could tell that they did. So, you know, going through the collaboration and then going through the safety and then they're like talking about like, how do you portray physical violence? How do you portray a power? How do you do, you know, these things that you're going to do? And that was stuff I was like, oh, I don't know how to do any of this stuff because I've never done stage acting. I've never done like boff larp. I don't know how to do any of that shit. You know, like boff swords, uh, soft, soft (laughs) soft weapons, like I've never done. that kind of like combat oriented
1: LARPing. It did sound a little sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of rough LARPs. um, I I went into it with a different set of preconceived notions. I was expecting to be really, really scared uh, the whole time and to be like terrified and not to be able to like really to be like so immersed in it. And to the point where the night before the event, I had a nightmare that one of our friends from Indianapolis who's coming down for it killed me. In character and then out of character. Like, I, he was chasing me around and killed me. And I was like, okay, so fl- clearly I've got some anxiety about this because, like, I don't like, like, haunted houses. I don't like people to sneak up behind me and scare me. I, I'm the type of person that I, like, actually in real life, I have mirrors on my computer monitor so I can make sure that no one sneaks up behind me. I've seen at,
2: those horror films. That's my, actually smart.
1: Yeah, at my cubicle at work. So I can see everybody who's walking behind me at my cubicle at work when I'm like trying to focus and being dialed in with my headphones in. Like I don't wanna I don't wanna have my back to a door. Like I don't want like Nate's like, what's the one thing we're not allowed to have in our house ever, Nate? What's the one picture of the one thing we're never allowed to have in our house? Clowns? Clowns. We can't fucking have anything. <laughs> Clowns. Like, I don't like, I don't want to like, I don't even like driving past the like, you <laughs> know, Chicago haunted acres, like, um, billboard sign. Like there was only one thing at this LARP and we'll get to it where I was just like, Oh, it's too much. It's too scary. That's too much. But, um, like I was like anticipating being like horrified and they really built it up a lot like it was going to be like that i was expecting it to be like an amusement park horror show and it wasn't that and i was really really pleased that it wasn't like it was actually like it wasn't just me going to like a haunted park and just being scared the whole time because i was i started off playing immortal um which was what i was like which was I, i had some trepidation about doing it but anyway
0: so let's let's uh let's jump ahead Right. So three hours of workshops. I'm starting to lose my shit because I'm Mr. ADD over here, but it's all good information. It's all necessary. We learn how to go about playing. And, you know, like I said, uh, to their credit, you know, they were very firm. Like there is certain shit that is not allowed. There is certain shit that's not going to fly. It's not going to pass. And if you're a fucking asshole, you're out. You know, you've got to go. But as long as you remember, like, the collaborative nature of it, you know, remember, what, what was their mantra? Do you remember their mantra? Uh,
1: Safety. Something collaboration.
0: Yeah, it was basically like, is it is it safe? Mm-hmm. If it's not safe, then don't do it. Is it safe? Uh, all right. Is it is it something that we both agree upon? You know, mm-hmm. like they had a mantra, but the the most important one was this. LARPs are not more important than people.
1: Yeah, people aren't. People are more important than LARPs. Yeah.
0: Right. That was that was like the one unifying thing throughout the night. Um, so basically, you know, as long as everybody agreed and as long as it was safe and it wasn't dangerous and people weren't going to get hurt, you're cool. Mm-hmm. So we leave the hotel and then we have to drive out to the middle of nowhere. Oh my god! It was
1: <laughs> literally the middle of nowhere, which was so cool. So my understanding is is that there there's. Um, people, I don't know who they are, that own this large, large piece of property. And I think they do some sort of agriculture on that land, whether it's livestock or actually growing things. I don't know, but it's like the land has a, a farming-type purpose. But then they reserve a huge section of it for LARPs, and not just vampire LARPs, but I think it's called Cauldron's Keep. Um, and it's um, they do all kinds of different stuff there. So maybe they have boffer LARPs, maybe they have... Vampire stuff. Oh, you they know. have Boffer LARPs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, those there. Yeah, um, and then like Dystopia Rising maybe is out there. To, who knows? But I think they rented out, and so that's where this was. And it was, I think, you know, they had, they had released um, also to their credit, Jackalope uh, for the Night in Question. They had a player guide that you could access on their website ahead of time, and it was like 60 pages. Like it had all this stuff laid out written ahead of time, but you guys probably know everybody reads the book before they play the game so you know that's why you need to have three hours of workshops right so anyway um on the map on the player guide it was like okay this is like it's big but it's not that big it was fucking huge like i'm estimating at least three to four football fields it was huge and from, it from, was night. It was night. And there were glow sticks and there were some bonfires and some tiki torches here and there, maybe. Well, I didn't, there weren't any tiki torches, but there were there were things. There, you could kind of see, but you had LED to be paying lights. attention. LED lights. You had to be paying attention. Um, you could absolutely not wear interesting, ambitious shoes. Uh, there, were, <laughs> there were no high heels that were going to work. And also, I would say, like, another thing that they were very upfront about um, was that if you had if you were impaired in any way whether that was through chemical substances or if you had a physical disability um, probably would have been a harder larp for you to do however there was one player I saw who was um, using like a, 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 I believe a walker or perhaps a wheelchair um, who still seemed to be having a great time but it just would have been a challenge if you had any issues with like mobility issues oh. because it was very rugged um, so
0: um, also I forgot to mention um, Let's say Bob, you just don't like to be touched. Right. You don't want anybody to come up to you. You don't want anybody to ask you a question. You're not into that, right? You are traditional larp'er, and that traditional larp is you don't ever touch me. You don't brandish a fake weapon. Fuck off, right?
1: Yeah. You you want to be the one that approaches other people. You if if you want to do anything, it's you're the one who wants to instigate it. Then
0: there's an option for you. Yeah. So what they do is they have like a wristband system. And they have three different colors. They they have the red, the yellow, and the green, right? Green, your green wristband means I'm open to whatever. It's not permission, but it just means I'm open to, you know, collaboration. I'm open to whatever you might want to do. Ask me about it, right? And a lot of people, you know, they're totally into that. You know, that's why they're there. Green wristband. I opted for a yellow one. Yellow one means I'll come to you don't ask me, don't approach me about anything. But if something's happening, I'm open to coming to you and going, Hey, are you willing to do this? You know, it's kind of like, don't, don't, don't ask me. I'll ask you. Don't call me. I'll call you. And then for those who just aren't into it, they just don't want to be touched. You know, they want their personal space for whatever reason they have the red one. And going in, I was a red. I'm very much like, don't fucking touch me. But then as these, these workshops are going on, I'm like, eh, you know, we'll give it a try. We'll give it the old college try. So I went with the yellow. And I'm glad I did because it was a lot of fun. Um, but that's how you kind of determine, you know, and again, they emphasize at every turn, this is not tacit permission for you to do anything. Uh, you know, it's it, it, just because you you agreed right now doesn't mean you agree later. Just because you're open to a feeding scene, say, doesn't mean you're open to a feeding scene later. You know, you always want to ask and get permission and collaborate. And I was like, that's going to make shit so clunky, right? It's people are going to be always out of game. No, that's not what happened. That's not what I experienced at all. Um, You know, it was very much like, all right, I'd like to, you know, try to feed on you. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to feed um, on your wrist. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Boom. It's done. You know, it's just kind of like very quick. Um, So anyways, we get there. It's night. It's dark. It's in the middle of Texas. There's stars. (laughs) <laughs> and like that's you know that's, that's there's there's abnormal.
1: not any really any natural light or unnatural light. Were you
2: deep in the heart of Texas? We were. I think we were. We yeah. were. Yeah. I think literally, you were by we that were. description. We literally
1: were deep in the heart of Texas. I mean, there was some artificial light coming from like the farmhouse of the people who own the land, and like you know from the the stuff at the LARP too. But I mean, it was very like there wasn't a lot of light pollution, so we were really in the country.
0: So we we um, we walked to this like wooden fabrication. And I'm not really sure, like, what it's supposed to be or if it's, like, always there. But it seemed like a permanent fixture. Um That's and, where they keep the waggy beef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was, like, uh it was kind of like a castle. Um Or, like, a, it was, like, a large wooden structure that was, like, essentially turned into, like, a nightclub kind of feel.
1: Yeah, like, the idea of the behind-the-night-in-question was is that, like... Oh, there are all these flyers around Austin about this like rave out in the country outside of Austin. It's going to be huge and all these people are going to be there. And so it's like, you're driving out to the country and there's like this massive rave, Um, you know, it takes place like 1998 or whatever. So, yeah. So
0: it takes place in the nineties and um, I am playing a biker uh, uh, by the name of pity. And we have our whole biker gang and I'm like playing the president of this biker club. And basically we're at this party We're a bunch of mortals, just normal human beings. And we're at this party to, like, sell drugs and, like, make a connection with the the Mexican cartels.
1: And just kind of, like, stake out our territory and make sure, like, no one else is selling drugs at the party. It's just, like, us, you know, like, we're trying to, like, stake our claim.
0: And so, first and foremost, number one, the costumes are badass.
1: Yeah. Everyone put a lot of effort into costumes. So
0: er everybody's, like, dressed up and... Um, there's like other groups of like punks and, and bikers and they got all their matching gear and uh, very cool looking. And, um, so, uh, we get there and her and I are just like in character. We're just like, you know, fucking we're in character and it's, it's built in such a way. Like it's very easy to stay in character. There's no reason for you to break it. We kind of like stake our claim and we
1: meet up with the other people. There were like about eight of us in our biker gang that were all mortals. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, so and we all kind of coordinated <clears throat> on Facebook ahead of time of like kind of the look we were all going for, so we kind of matched a l- little bit. Right. So.
0: And so um we had kind of met up with the rest of the crew beforehand and kind of like you know talked about what we were going to do and talked about our characters and everything. And the other thing that they did in uh before the game was they kind of talked about like the act system. Like it plays out like a play like a you know there's there's like four acts and the first one is just like everybody getting to the party and kind of like you know getting drinks and having a feel for the the whole thing and then um act two um was um
1: essentially like like all
0: hell breaks loose i think like act two like the vampires show up and act three is like act two and act three are like the kind of mass embrace and then act four is like you know, the, the big culmination where like the, the warehouse like burns down. And, um, I, you know, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. I I assure you having that advanced knowledge does not matter because by the time like everybody's there, there's like, I don't know what, like 120, 130 people. Like,
1: yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe like 200 people. I don't know.
0: And so like within 45 minutes, it's just There's people everywhere. It's a lot of music playing. There's lights and the whole fucking nine yards, right? Uh, It's kind of like a, like it's got the feel feel of a rave. Right, exactly. And so there's like this dance floor that's cordoned off and there's people over there that are dancing. And so we find this like little alcove area and we just kind of like set up shop. And so all the bikers go out and they're just like selling drugs and I'm hanging out and we have like fake money and shit and uh That's i was i was cool.
1: i was giving away uh, pieces of gum as my drugs <laughs> people are like what do you got and i like pull my my package of orbits out and i was like i got h i got uh you know e i got whatever you need it's like literally like orbits chewing gum i was like i couldn't think of it's like rock. h right, <laughs> right
2: rolls like e you know
0: um so i'm i'm just sitting there kind of like looking hard and you know people are like all the bikers and there's uh um uh, like one of the bikers comes up and he's like, Oh yeah, so-and-so is doing this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go fuck them up. <laughs> you know, like, like we're, we're definitely playing to the role of like these bikers mm-hmm. and people are coming in and handing me money and like getting supply. And I, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm taking money and I'm counting money and looking tough. And, uh, there's people talking shit. And so like, we're getting in like these verbal confrontations and the party's just going on. And I'm starting to see things at this party where I'm like, first I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Like, some weird shit starts to go down. Yeah,
1: like, my character's like, at one point, she she gets in a little bit of a fight with someone. And then, like, someone comes up to her and she's like, you don't like that guy very much. And I was like, I want to be friends with everybody who's willing to help me make money. And then, like, or whatever. And she's like, oh, well you really, really want to punch that guy. And if you punch him, I'll give you $500. And I was like, I mean, okay. And so I like go up to the guy, and I had like, negotiation physical violence, and he's like, okay, what are you planning to do? I was like, I'm going to just like sock you in the face. And he's like, I'm cool with that. And he's like, what's your combat rating? I'm like, one. And he's like, okay, I'm a four. So I'm going to take the punch, and then I'm just going to come back around, and I'm not going to punch you at all. I'm just going to look you in the face. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So then I do it. And he's, like, and he just looks at me and smiles, and he's like, and I'll give you $500 if you go punch her. And I was like, and she goes, and then she's like, you really, really don't want to punch me. And then, I'm like, in my character, I'm like, you know, guys, I'm real confused here right now. I don't know what's going on. Like, y'all are giving me money to punch each other. But, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, I feel like I'm getting mixed signals. I don't know what to do. Like, I, I mean. But you made like, a
2: grand on two jets. Yeah, and I was, like, I, was like, I was like, I was
1: like, I'll, uh, I'll keep punching motherfuckers if y'all want to keep paying me, but like, I don't know what's going on. And like, eventually they like, they like whispered around and then the cool thing kind of happens. So we didn't bring this up. So there's two classes of mortals, right? Kay. And it has to do with the amount of money you paid for your ticket. There are the mortals who could potentially be embraced and become vampires by the end of the night. And then there are juice bags or blood bags. And those are people who just are going to be participating in feeding scenes throughout the night. They're just, you know, regular people, right? Okay. Who aren't going to become vampires. And those people have blue, uh, like, lanyards on, blue glo- or purple glow sticks on. They're purple. And they are cracked at the end of the night. So you see people with purple glow sticks, you know those are the juice bags. Well, us mortals, like our whole biker gang, we're mortals who could potentially become shovelheads. And so we're wearing red glow sticks. So then you—the idea is—in the idea is in the first act, the vampires are supposed to find people that they want to embrace to become shovelheads. And you negotiate this. And so someone's like, negotiation, would you like to be my embracee? Um, and be shovel headed and then you can say yeah it's like okay well I'll come over you know when I'm ready to do that and then like at that point when you've negotiated you know who's going to be your sire you crack your your glow stick so that it's red so that all the other vampires know that you are claimed Hmm. Um, so then one guy came up to me, it was very early in the night after like, I had this like back and forth about like, you punch him. No, no, you punch him. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then the guy comes up to me, he's like, would you be willing to negotiate a little bit later on in the night about like doing this? And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. He's like, okay, cool. I think I'd really like your character in my pack. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever. Come find me later, whatever. And he's like, but if you find someone else, that's fine. I just, I, you know, it's early in the night, I'm like whatever. Fine. Well then <laughs> one of my friends, um, from indie he was playing a vampire and he was playing a Toreador and another guy we know was playing his ghoul and he was just kind of like his job as the ghoul for the night was to essentially go out and find people for his sire to potentially shovel (laughs) head. And, but he's a Toreador and he's very picky. And um, like, I find out after a game, he's like, Rachel, like I brought him so many people and like only you and like a couple others was he willing to embrace. So I go up to my friend Jose who's playing this like Toreador named Pierre and he's like, He's like, you really, really want to, to uh, be attracted to me right now. And I was like, okay. And I was just like, I, was like, I mean, I'm not like usually into gay guys, but you are beautiful. <laughs> and like, I mean, I'm not trying to be anyone's beard. Like I respect you that you, but you, I mean like, and I like, I was just like, I was like, <clears throat> I was like, you know, I was just like, I just really like your style of the way you dress. Like, I'm just like, I'm so enamored, like, and all this stuff. I'm just like edging up to him. And What's just, a like,
2: beard? <laughs>
1: you don't know what a beard is? I have no
2: idea what a beard is. Oh,
1: it's essentially like if it's someone who is in a relationship with someone who's homosexual to make them appear to be straight, it's their beard.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like the disguise. Yeah, it's their disguise. Yeah. So,
1: me. but anyway, I was just like, I was like, oh, you know, I just like, I just am really drawn to you and like really playing it up and... And he's like he's like very good. Well, i tell you what. Here's another 1000 or here's here's a bag of cocaine. I want you to sell this and then I'll see you later on tonight. And he's like negotiation do you want to be my child? I was like that sounds good. And so he snaps my thing and I'm like glowing red and the other guy comes up to me and he's like oh is someone else claimed you already and I'm like yeah sorry he's New this. But anyway, so then like so I'm claimed. So I'm definitely going to be embraced later on. But then how that happens is probably the coolest thing that could have happened. Like honestly like I you would think playing a vampire Playing a member of the sapat would be the coolest thing, and I'm sure it was because those people had an awesome time. And you would think, oh, playing a mortal sounds pretty lame. But the cool thing about playing a mortal is that you got to play and role play through the embrace and being shovel headed, which right. was fucking so cool.
0: Yeah. So here's what happens. I start seeing a weird shit. Right? People like just all out like brawling and and like people telling us like oh you should go kill those people over there like just like weird shit's happening right we're getting confronted by people there's like
1: weird symbols everywhere right. like, we're starting we're to like, see the yeah. sabbat
0: symbol all over the place and we don't know what it is we're like what fucking gang is that and people are like no no it's not a gang we're not like you know mm-hmm. don't worry about that and i i see somebody doing a satanic ritual uh, like i know uh, like I, as a player like they're they're doing right they're like Doing a Sabbat ritual in this fucking club, right? But as a player, you know, as a as a character, I'm like, oh, it's like fucking Sabbat, like, or doing like satanic rituals and shit. Then there's all kinds of dark places, <laughs> and I and I start to see like faces in the dark. And out of character, what was happening was there were players that paid for like stage makeup for their characters,
1: like, like movie prosthetics.
0: Right, like there's a uh Zamisi, there's like a Nasfratu, and the Nasfratu's face is fucking weird looking, right? Like there's a dude in this wide brimmed hat. I don't even remember who he was, Mm-mm. but he was all fucked he up was looking
1: scary looking, yeah,
0: and so I'm seeing this, and I'm like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yes,
1: yeah, like soon.
0: we're making way too much money. And I've got like a stack of fake cash like this thick, like about an inch thick for people that are listening. And I'm like, we need to get the fuck out of here. We're out of supply that that chick from the cartel never showed up. Let's get the fuck out of here. And so I'm trying to get all the bikers back together. And I'm like, all right, everybody meet me here at the entrance. And uh, like there's like a group of people that are also leaving. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go too. we need to get the hell out of here. Like you guys can follow us. And we're like, okay. So everybody gets back together and we're like the whole gang is leaving. And uh, we walk to a set of mass graves unbeknownst to uh, to us. Well, we
1: don't know that. We, don't, we <laughs> yeah. don't know that.
0: Like the sabat literally this pack basically like corralled us out to like out in the field. Now earlier I'm walking to the outhouses. They're like off by the entrance.
1: And, and there was like, like a, like a security slash medical tent where if like you were hurt, you got a sprained ankle or if like just shut that was shit that was going on in the game was too much for you you could go there and just chill and in, like whatever, yeah. but it was a ways off and that's where the outhouses were. Yeah.
0: So, so there's like a trail of glow sticks and, and like the outhouses are like, they exist in the, you know, the confines of the game. Like we're mortals, we go piss. So I'm walking through this field and I see like in the distance, there's just like people standing out in the field. And I'm like, I can't see them because it's dark as hell. All I can see is like the outlines of figures.
1: But it kind of looks like they have like shovels.
0: And I and I know they're watching me. And but I'm playing like balls out bravado biker, right. so I I just don't even like make mention of it. And we're going to like you know regroup to go to our bikes or whatever. And before I know it, there's like a line of like fifteen graves pre dug. And so what they did was they'd made like a stage setting of like they dug holes then they line these holes with like tarps so basically we would get shoveled thrown into these graves and then we'd put the tarps over us and they'd throw like hay on top of us and inside the graves there's like speakers and they're playing like like monstrous like words telling you like to do terrible things like <laughs> like you know feed the you know like whatever it's, it's like, like to, cain
1: was our father and Cain. Right. Blah, blah, like, like, like to
0: replicate stuff. the experience of you know the embrace and the beast and all that shit like obviously we're you know we're we're just role-playing <laughs> right but like they're creating this scenario and if you didn't want to do it you didn't have to right you know if you didn't want to get in that hole that's fine you don't want to be buried Did you both do it Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: hell yeah. but yeah. when he went, so he so he, he was like, come on, we gotta go and the whole like biker gang is going or whatever. But I like I see in the distance like, oh, this is where the shovel heading's happening, and I'm already kind of like promised my friend that I would be like one of his embraces right So I was like, I was like, Man, I got I got to go back to this guy. Like I was really playing up like the whole like presence taking impact on me. I'm like, I'll I'll catch up with you guys. I'll be right there. I promise. I just got to check on one more thing because he gave me drugs to sell, and I was like, I was like trying to like. Make an in character reason to not leave with all of them, so I could get back to my friend, so he could shovel-head me. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but- so I wander off. I'm like, I'm like, I'll be right there. I'll be right back. And then like people on my bike are going like, "What are you doing? Come with us." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 guys. I just got to check on one last thing. I'll be right there. You know, I'm right behind you." So, so they all go and get shovelheaded. I go back and find my sire and or my potential, you know, my sire elect, and I'm hanging out with him or whatever. And then like eventually he takes me along with his ghoul, that who he's going to embrace that night, too. And then, so this is what happens, the mechanics of the game of getting shovel-headed. So, essentially, um, they, you know, drain you and kill you. you go, well, like, you get out there, and there's someone sort of moderating it and storytelling it. Like, this is what happens. Um, and they have, like, you know, fake shovels. And you yeah, basically foam, foam but they look, they're painted to look real, prop shovels. And like, basically you get tapped on the shoulder and then you can fall forward and then you climb down into the grave. You know, the person helps you in and the hole in the ground. And then you get, you know, you cover yourself up with the tarp, they throw hay on you. And it was a lot of hay. It was like, probably 10 pounds of hay um, that they throw on top of you and you can stay in there as long as you want. And like the storytellers, like it can be whatever experience you want it to be. If you want to come right up, that's fine. If you want to stay in there for like five, 10, 15 minutes, that's fine. If you want to listen to the whole thing, but you're going to hear creepy stuff in your ear and you role play it. However you think someone being embraced would act if they were just killed and then turning into a vampire and coming up out of the grave. And that was the coolest thing about the whole night.
0: Yeah. Um, so I uh I of course um, you know, like pulled myself up out of the ground. And uh at this point, like I'm I'm so into the game, like I don't even give a fuck. I'm probably dirty, whatever. And uh so you know, I'm like, I know Sabat. I know what happens when you get shoveled and you dig yourself out. And meanwhile, there's a guy playing the priest of this pack, the thirteen or whatever they were called, and he's like getting he's like into it. He's like doing Sermon of Cain and he's like talking, you know, fucking Feel the, the blood of cave And so that was the really cool part, too, was that the people who were playing Sabbat, clearly they knew what the fuck they were playing.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Like, they, you know, they were getting into it. Like, a lot of these people have probably played many Sabbat LARPs beforehand. And so they're, they're like, practicing the rituals. And, and at this point, like, I'm fully in character of this person, like a human being. And, and to be like on the receiving end of like the full sabbat treatment, um, you know, it was really cool. And I, I, so I dig myself out of the grave, you know, pull the hay off or whatever. And I'm like, I know number one, I'm fucking hungry. So I go and I kind of like zombie crawl myself back to the party.
1: I was with you though. Right.
0: Right. Well, so at this point you weren't,
1: Oh, you you, went back were
0: my second trip.
1: Oh, I didn't know. Oh, you yeah. get you get So, so, so I, I
0: climb out, and and the the priest is like, "All right, so you've been embraced, and you have the pick of what clan you want to be, and it's either you can either be a pander, or you can be a Malkavian anti, or you can be a Venture anti." And I was like, "I'm gonna go Venture, because that shit sounds cool to me, <laughs> like like a drug dealing biker who's now a Venture, but I did it because I wanted to like play up the fact that." I was going to be like the only guy there with a blood allergy, which I did comes into play later.
2: <laughs> I so I want a disease. Okay, got it.
0: Well, yeah, right. I did. Well, cause you know, I wanted to, I wanted to play to the role. And so I go back and I'm like, all right, what do I do now? I know I'm hungry and I got to feed. And it's at that moment. I'm like, Oh yeah. The purple glow sticks are people at the party. I feed on. So I go and I feed. And they'd given us, like, vials of fake blood. And, like, some people, like, you you, you know, you'd ask them, like, hey, can I put blood on you to simulate? And so, like, there's people at the party that haven't been embraced. And, like, we start to kind of, like, bust in, like, ravenous, hungry vampires. And people start losing their shit. <laughs> because we're fucking... Because vampires are feeding on right, people in right. the open, yep. And so... I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm trying to make heads or tails of it. I go, I, I feed, and I'm like, I just killed a fucking person. I go back, and she's like, I hear sc- her screaming. And I'm like, oh, that's clearly Rachel. Because she's like, she's fully into it. She's like screaming at the top of her lungs.
1: Yeah, I was a little hoarse afterwards. Not, <laughs> but I was like, like oh, free yeah, free. yeah. So I was like. I was screaming, and, like, screaming inside my grave, like, oh, like, it would be really scary, it would be really painful, I wouldn't know what was happening, um, you know, I would be enraged, so I was just, like, I wasn't, like, ah, I was, like, Rah! like, I was, like, screaming, like, you know, roaring, and then eventually I, like, pull myself out of the grave, and I pull myself up onto the ground, and, like, my sire's there, and he helps me up, and he's, like, welcome, you are now of Clan Toreador, and so the way it works is is that, um, I don't know how Nathan got to choose being a Ventrue, but like for me it was like my guy was playing a Toreador. So the way it worked was, was when you got embraced, the the vampires who started off as vampires, they got all three disciplines. They got like um a combat rating of like whatever. Um but if you're immortal, mortal, you just got like basically a combat rating and it right. the, the default was 1 plus 1. Um some of the vampires were like I don't know what the range was, but I did fight one that was plus 4. kicked my ass. So anyway, um he goes and uh, he's like, he's like, so you get to choose one of the three disciplines. Um, you can, it was like presence and then celerity. And then what's the other Toreador one? Presence, celerity. aspects. Yeah. yeah. So it's either like you. So I was like, well, I want to do presence because I want to be like, you really, really cower at my beauty. Like, you know, like that. So I was like, okay, I'll take presence. me. Yeah, exactly. Presence. And I used it to feed off of someone later. But anyway, um, and then like, I'm like, okay. And then I see Nathan laying on the ground in front of me and he looks up at me and he goes I'm so hungry what's going on and I'm like I don't know so then we like stumble back to the party together and there's someone walking past us with a purple glow stick and he just points he's like I'm so hungry and then we go up to the person we're like negotiation feeding can we both feed off of you and I have like a vial of like the fake blood from Gen Con that's like really dark. Right. And so we both like, and the guy's like totally into it. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Neck, arm, whatever, you know, you want to do. And so I'd like take a swig of it and I just like put my hand over the guy's wrist and then just, I don't bite my own hand, but I put my mouth on my own hand and I'm just like, <laughs> and we both just like both did that. And, and the the guy who was role playing the blood bag was like, Aah! like screaming. And then eventually he fell on the ground. And then he like, he stopped screaming. And he was just like laying there. And then like Nathan and I were like covered in fake blood. Like we looked monstrous. (laughs) We
2: looked looked
1: terrifying. And we're just like wandering back into the party by the bonfire wide eyed and like all the Sabbat vampires. Also, a lot of people are playing Sabbat, like had tricked out fangs that they got custom made that they paid a little extra for. So they're all like smiling and laughing with fangs, standing under black lights. and like Are we talking
2: clan saber tooth fangs?
1: No, just like, you know, just a little subtle. Yeah,
0: like, like, yeah, yeah, it's just like, like vampire fangs. Yeah, yeah. Nothing gotcha. like, and you know, most of them had like paint and like looked monstrous. Yeah. Like like, you know, the sabat were no joke. But now all the fucked up, creepy sabat showed up.
1: Yeah, yeah, all of the the monstrous like zemis and the 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 nasferatu that didn't give a fuck about obfuscate showed up, <laughs> and like the. The horror show, like of uh like what was the thing, the chicken thing? No,
0: the Schlotka. The
1: schlatka, This the thing that actually scared me. I was like, oh, I'm not trying to go over near that. It was like I don't know who was playing this person, but is being walked around by a, a Zemise who was in full makeup and um he had on like a like a long sleeve Like almost like like a body suit suit that made it look like his flesh was on the outside, but then he had full makeup on and he had like bat ears and he had like these bone uh, plugs in his ears. He looks creepy as fuck, but he was like walking around. What did you call it? A schlotka.
0: A schlotka. With a war ghoul, essentially.
1: Yeah. But the person who was in this costume playing the schlotka was probably about mm, six feet tall and... It was, like, head-to-toe costume. It looked like in the face it had, like, a mouth like um, a, the Predator, but its eyes were hollowed out black, and it was red all over, and it had, like, almost like a coxcomb kind of chicken, like, <laughs> mohawk. And it had, like, one hand that was mutilated and one hand that was just, like, a giant claw. And it was, like, doing that thing where... My strong hand. My strong <laughs> hand, yeah. Um, but it was doing that thing where it, like, would move its head from side to side like a like a predator or, like, some kind of animal that was trying to, like, figure you out. And, like, Nate and I were wandering around. Like, anytime we would see someone in makeup, we would just be, like, dumbfounded and stare. Like, with <laughs> mouth, mouth agape, like... And at one point, my character goes, what the f- Fuck are you? And like he goes, he goes, I'm called a and this is normal. <laughs> and then I was like, What is that? And he's like, This is my friend. And I was like, Can I touch it? And then like he looks at him and he goes, you can touch him. And this is the point where like Rachel kind of like was like, Oh, I can't do it anymore. Um, I was like, okay. And I like reached out and touched the claw and it like jumped at me. <laughs> and I was like, Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. I'm just going to back away. I'm going to like in character. I'm going to be, I'm going to role play this, but I'm actually freaked out. Cause like something about a motherfucking wear motherfucker wearing like a mask. And I can't see who it is. Like is scary to me. Yeah.
0: So I, I um, I start to role play out, um, we, we basically killed like three people yeah. on our way to the party, just fed on them, drained them dry party goers. And we start to see like these entities and then there's this fountain
1: yeah. that it's is like,
0: like a- I, I don't know what it was like meant to be, but essentially it was like a, a bunch of like human bodies, corpses, corpses that had like been sort of like tied together and it was like a blood fountain. Right. And it was just like like blood. I, I don't know what it was, but it was fucking creepy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was fucking freaky. And so I I'm like at first pity's like he's kind of a merciless dude, right? But he's still a human. And he just got done like killing some people accidentally. And he feels great, but then he's like, I'm surrounded by like monsters and like everything is fucking, I don't know what's going on. I don't there and there's people from my gang that didn't survive. And I don't know what the hell's going on. So I just start getting like this wide eyed kind of like, yeah, like traumatized right, you. right. Yeah, like I'm yeah. just playing like the trauma of like going from like I'm top of the food chain to like, I don't even know where the food chain is. And so I'm just kind of like dialing it back and like trying to find members of the club and trying to get them like, and I had this <clears throat> I had this bag of cocaine. It wasn't real, but it was like a in-game prop that somebody walked up and gave me and was like, I owe this to your club. We're square. And I held on to it the whole time, even through like being shoveled. I just had this bag of cocaine the whole time. And then like a half an hour later, I was like, this doesn't matter anymore. And I'm just like, I had like this full like realization, like everything was wrong. And then uh, um, what happened after that?
1: Well basically since there was like there wasn't plot after we all got embraced and like you know we were feeding off of people, there was like a little bit of um there was a, a pit out in the back or they uh, they they pulled us all into packs and had us do the valdery. yeah um and then after that there was um a part where there was like a monomacy thing and then there's like a black someone they had like a werewolf costume and out of nowhere comes a black spiral dancer that kills like the last mortal um and i don't know exactly what's going on with that but there was like a black spiral dancer but there's a whole part of like the vampire experience that like we didn't really get because gotcha. we exactly. weren't really privy to but there wasn't any overarching plot for the night which was by design um, but anyway, I guess that kind of leads, rolls me into like maybe some things where I was like, oh, well, like it would have been cool if they could have done this. Yeah. Um, I think for us as playing mortals, like the, the, just the pacing was a little off. Like after you got embraced and you kind of had the fun of like feeding or whatever, and maybe the fun of role playing being like really confused. Um, then you were, it was kind of up to you to walk around and role play and try to figure out who you were and what was going on. And and there was probably like a little bit of extra time as a mortal where you felt like your wheels were spinning because you weren't you didn't have any goal anymore. There was nothing really left for you.
0: Yeah. It was very much like the Sabbat kind of like were doing their thing after the shovel party. Mm-hmm. And like the shovel heads were kinda like if they had thrown us at something. Yeah. Like go forth and die. Yeah. I think that would have been a good end for us, like as going from mortals to vampires. And
1: then even just dying right, as, like, being, like, fodder, like, Camarilla fodder, because there was, one of the players said, like, oh, we're on the cams turf right now, I'm like, who the fuck are the El Caminos, like, what are you talking about, like, (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about, and, like, I think it would have been cool if, like, maybe, and again, like, Jackalope did an awesome job, and maybe they just didn't have, like, the time or the people to do this, but it could have been cool if, like, at the end of the night, the party was, like, stormed by, like, you know, the Camarilla, and all of the, you know, um, shovel heads were just kind of like thrown like cannon fodder at the Camarilla while all the true sabat like pieced out or something. We're good. Yeah. And like, you know, it would have been nice if like at the end of the night, there was like a big climax, a big shebang. And there was, because at the end of the night, like they lit a bunch of stuff on fire yeah. and torched a bunch of the buildings. They
0: burned it down. We, um, I don't know that we were privy to why that part happened because, by like 11 o'clock we were like we
1: were so we tired. were cashed out we oh my were, gosh i yeah. did like an insanity workout earlier that day because i felt bad about all the barbecue i'd eaten i was like i need to exercise i'm gonna do like insanity cardio which was stupid because i hadn't done it in a while and my thighs were killing me <laughs> and, and i was running around like the texas countryside and like combat boots that were not made for that i was so tired
0: yeah um, so anyways we we get the like the last thing that we were privy to was there was like a big monomacy right and these two characters are battling it out in like this this like staging ground where basically the point was to get everybody out of the place so they could like fuck her on fire um so we're watching them do the monomacy and then at that point she's been carrying around this foam axe and I'm like let's see how far this fucking rabbit hole goes and I'm like just hit me just like hit me with the ax just like right in the chest let's see if it kills me and so we're like we're doing the like the most that's <laughs> kill me we're, we're doing like this like experimentation of like how much damage can we take the
1: most juvenile thing we could have been doing
0: like it's exactly what i thought bikers who were just embraced would be like all right you shot me like there's no guns there like not even replica guns for obvious safety reasons but you know i'm like all right you stabbed me with a knife that didn't kill me now hit me with the axe. Oh, my God, that hurt real bad, but it didn't kill me. Like, now let yeah. me let me hit you. So we're, like, <laughs> going back and forth, hitting each other with the axe. And by that time, once the once the black spiral dancer showed up, which, by the way, was creepy as fuck.
1: Yeah, it was scary. Because it's like, big hulking, like, werewolf thing with glowing green eyes is running at everybody at, out of the darkness from nowhere.
0: Yeah. And we're like, all right, I don't know what the fuck that is, but we're going to fuck out of here. So we're like, fuck, we're tired. We're going home. <laughs> yeah. So we wrap it up and we go home. And, and like that was the end of our LARP experience. But it was amazingly fun, even if I don't know what happened. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think too, like on the, so his opinion evolved throughout the whole day and continued to evolve even into the next morning. Like, You know, during the workshops, he's like, oh, it's going to be kind of like, you know, silly. And then like on the drive there, he's like, I don't know, like I'm going to go in with a positive attitude, but I feel like this is probably going to be dumb. And then we got there. It was so immersive. It was the most immersive LARP I'd ever been in. Um, And uh, then we had a good time. We were driving back and we're like, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We were both exhausted. And then the next morning we were like, that was a lot of fun. Like, that was really cool. I'm jealous. Yeah. The
0: coolest part about (laughs) it was being able to see... As an outsider, like people role play Sabat and do like Sabbat Rite and do like the full Sabat shit and shebang, and to to do it, going, I'm not a participant. I'm like someone who doesn't know what's happening, and to role play that and to see that, and, and but also like as a player and storyteller who's been doing it for a long time to like witness it and to witness it, like actually be role played. I don't know how many games we've been to probably hundreds of games, thousands of games, maybe where they're like, and now everybody jumps through the fire, you know, like now everybody like has the bloodbath and everybody, you know, like storyteller can describe with words only so much, but when you see someone whose face looks like a fucking piranha walk up, that is way (laughs) different than someone going, I look like a piranha. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was, it was as, as immersive a LARP experience, I could hope to have
1: yeah, the only the only way it could have been any more immersive is if it was an amusement park haunted wh- whorehouse, you know I mean? like <laughs> and that's not what the point of what it was um, but i I had a great time, and you know, like it wasn't perfect. There were definitely some things where I was like,, eh, this could have been done better, or, you know, maybe like whatever, but they're so nitpicky, they're almost not worth mentioning. Um, but yeah, uh if someone sends me a survey. On my experience, <laughs> I will give you, you know, um, comments and areas for improvement, but I overall I thought it was fantastic. It was really fun.
0: Yeah. So that was, uh, a night in question. Um, would I do it again? Provided I have the time, money and, and ability. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot of people there. Plus we got to meet a lot of cool people, you know, just players. We got to meet a lot of cool people that listen to the podcast. So That was awesome. I think Justin Achille was there, although I didn't see him. But he, like, commented on Facebook that he was looking for the room it was in. And I was like, (laughs) why would he? Um, But so anyways, and then um, there were actually, like, Nordic people there that were, like, helping to explain it. So the one thing I forgot to tell you is, like, they had this whole, like, uh, portion where like they had people like get into character and like this exercise and that I wasn't, I wasn't really into cause like I have my own way of getting into character, but right. uh, it was cool. Yeah. So that was it. I would definitely recommend it. I think it was a, uh, I'm, I was marveled at how much work they must've put into actually doing this. And I, I know the one thing that I came away with, is I will never, ever try to do something like that. <laughs> I will never try to throw an event like that.
2: It it, it looked exhaustive
0: to yeah. see it. Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, like on the website and see all the detail when it's talk to them and hear what it is. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to hear your experience. Yeah. It, is, it is a heavy night.
0: Yeah, I I can't. I, I mean, obviously, there's going to be a great deal of reward for them because they threw something that was pretty successful, but the amount of work that had to go into that i just don't think i have the fucking the the ability to do it was just so much work uh obviously but uh yeah i mean i think they did a really good job and it was really immersive and um i would definitely want to do an event like that again in the future whether it's theirs or somebody else's um but i would definitely you know go to one of theirs cuz texas is pretty fun <laughs> so yeah for
2: sure uh, well, uh, thank you for that. I yeah, I yeah. wish wish was there. <laughs> um, next and, time. and
0: I just want to give a shout out to everybody that played um, in our biker gang, the Cobras. Um, I, I I don't have everybody's name.
1: Bob's laughing. Hey, we didn't choose the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: We we didn't we didn't to to Just their as crew. long as
2: you strike first strike
0: hard and <laughs> show no mercy. <laughs> we went uh, we went with like the back uh, the like actual GI Joe Cobras. So I had like this vision of like the Dreadnoughts.
2: The well, it makes sense, right? The,
0: so that's that's kind of like more the feel I was going Zartan's for Sartan's crew. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So um, next week um, we're gonna have Sabat people um come on and talk to us about it so um like actual people like because we want to get their perspective right like our perspective is very limited so we're gonna we're gonna talk to some folks
2: <laughs> i think your perspective was ambitious <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh,
0: no your perspective is
2: good because that's what i care about is to right. know what it was like to be there that's right. the point right
1: yeah
0: so all right cool well thank you rachel for being on the podcast
1: thank you for having me
0: Thank you for joining me in Texas. All right, guys, thank you for listening. uh, And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Hey, folks, this is Nathan from UtilityMuffinLabs.com. If you enjoyed the Nerd Words podcast, think about supporting us. For more podcasts, art, videos, and gaming, go to UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Follow our podcast on Twitter at UtilityMuffins, on Instagram and Facebook under our UtilityMuffinLabs name, and support us on YouTube at UtilityMuffinLabs. Check out our other gaming-related podcast, 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, and check out our Playing Hookie podcast coming soon. Thank you all for your support. Utility Muffin Labs, consistently rated adequate i